Hello, my friend. This is Misty Phillip, and you are listening to the By His Grace podcast today. And I have a special treat for you as this episode comes out. Mother's Day is this weekend. And as I was preparing, I thought, wouldn't it be great to share the amazing story of Heather Wilson from Give, Send, Go? And you're going to hear her testimony of motherhood in just a few minutes. But my dear friend, Blythe Daniel and her mom, Helen, wrote a book that is called, I Love You, Mom. And I just wanted to read a quick little excerpt to you uh, before we get into today's episode. It says, now fast forward to the life that you have as mom. Wouldn't it be great to go back to the good old days when your heart wasn't concerned about grown-up problems or being responsible for others or filled with anxiety that runs on autopilot? You wonder how you can comfort and calm your own child through their troubles when you need a little calming miracle yourself. In fact, in these moments, you throw up your hands and ask God just that. If anyone understands their need for God to be with them, it was Naomi and her daughter-in-law, Ruth, who had just lost their husbands and were traveling alone towards Judah. Can you imagine their worry? Naomi just told Ruth to go back to her homeland, Moab, and start again, but Ruth refused, saying, where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God, Ruth one sixteen in the NIV. We can imagine that the young Heartstrong Ruth told an older Naomi, you and I are more capable than we imagine. God will provide for us. We will stay together and God will be with us. Now, if you are in a struggling season this year because you have lost your mother or because you're dealing with some other kind of grief, I want to remind you that God is with you in the middle of the struggle. He has a very real and present help and that he loves you and he wants good for you. Now, tune in to hear Heather Wilson's amazing story of motherhood and how it prepared her to give, send, and go. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Hey, Heather, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. We met at dinner last night and I heard a little bit of your story and I was like, will you please come talk to me? So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you are here. So in the introduction, I told you that Heather is from Give, Send, Go, Heather Wilson. But what you may not know is the backstory that I heard last night at the dinner table. And Heather, what happened when you went on a cruise with your mom? Yeah, well, it's now a funny story. So a little backing up just a little bit. I have six children right now, but at the time that you're referring to, I had four children, and the youngest was about 12 years old, and I found out I was expecting, 
a baby, and I was almost 40. They called it a geriatric pregnancy. No, they Don't told you me that. that. I know. I was like, what? I'm not that old. <laughs> and so they, they called it a geriatric pregnancy. I was not looking forward to having another baby because I had assumed that I was done and I was past the diapers and the car seats and all that stuff. And I had a, a grandchild. We can have date night. We can have date <laughs> night. Exactly. Life was getting wild. We're almost done, you know, this major part of parenting. Yeah. And so uh, I knew that obviously once this child got here, I wouldn't be able to imagine life without her. And sure enough, that is what happened. She came along, my, my daughter, and she was about two to three years old. And me and my husband were talking about foster care and adoption because we we had this huge gap and we said we're going to be raising kids for the rest of our lives now anyways so what if we were to adopt a little boy we had only we had one boy and and the rest were girls and so what if we adopted a little boy maybe like eight nine years old and so we it was amazing how god just arranged it and that's a whole story in and of itself but we we ended up going to all the foster classes and and it took about a year and we still hadn't heard back like we had gone through the home study and all the things we needed to do and we finally were like okay maybe this isn't just on you know what on the books for us right now you right. know yeah and so at christmas Almost a year after we had started our classes at Christmas the following year, we were doing adventures that year for Christmas instead of gifts. So I took my mom and my mother-in-law and a friend and we went on a cruise. And as we were like leaving the port of Mexico, all of a sudden my phone connected to the internet and it was like ding, 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 ding. And I was like scrolling real quick because I hadn't had my internet for a while. And I was catching up on things and I had a voicemail. And on the voicemail it said, congratulations, you are now an approved foster parent. So I was excited, but they didn't stop there. Instead they continued and said, and we have five siblings that we need to emergency remove from their home. Is there any way you can take them? Well, I wasn't home and I knew I was going to be out of internet and connection very shortly. So I reached out to my husband Did you just quickly. say five? Five. Five, five siblings. <laughs> and so I called my husband who had been at home. Now anybody, you know, I don't know if, it, well, I don't know if everybody's like me, but you know, I knew that at home was probably a lot less structured without me there. I knew my husband was working <laughs> on things. And so I, you know, I thought, is he going to say yes or no? I had no idea, but I shot him a message and said, hey, you need to call this number. It's DSS. They said that they have five siblings they need us to take. Let me know what you decide. Like, I'll be home in two days. And so we disconnect and I... I'm waiting to hear what happened. So we get back to the airport. I find out that he did say yes. And so I drive into my driveway uh, the following day, and all of these kids come running out of my house, and they say, are you that dude's girlfriend? <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm his wife. <laughs> are you that dude's girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, yeah well, actually, I'm his wife. And... They were supposed to be in our house for 15, like an emergency 15-day right. placement. Mm -hmm. It turned into over 15 months. So they were ages 10, 9, 8, 6, and 5. And I had a 4-year-old, just turned 4-year-old, and a 12-year-old at home. And so I said... Oh my gosh, I asked God, you know, I told him we wanted to fill the gap, but I didn't mean like <laughs> be careful what you pray yeah, for. Yeah, literally fill the gap. Yeah, no. <laughs> Crazy. And so it began me on a journey of probably the hardest almost 2 years of my life. And it's cool looking back because you look back and you see how faithful God is. You see all the things that he 
is doing in your life. A lot of times you don't notice at the time, yeah. but as you look back, I can look back and see God preparing me for even what's going on in Gifts and Go today by leading me through this place of, you know, I was a great Christian. I served in church. I did children's ministry. I was very involved my whole life. You know, I'd been a Christian since I was probably about six years old. And I felt like I loved people. Like I, I love like Jesus. And then you throw five hurt, angry, traumatized mm. kids into the mix. And I realized I was a pretty miserable person. I lost my temper. I had days that I was just done. I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want the millions of piles of laundry and the dinner preparation for nine people, nine children living in my house at the time. I didn't want the... So that makes 11 people, right? Yes. So it's, it's dinner for 11 is not like dinner for two. <laughs> not at all. And, you know, temper tantrums and anger. Just all the behaviors of them coming out of that really difficult, broken situation and just sin and, and the repercussions of sin. Yeah, and you know, the mom had like locked them in closets and fed them dog crap and tased them. Like this was major abuse. It was actually a national news story. And the mom right now is in, in prison. But so I started on this journey for, for the next 15 months of going, wow, there's still a lot of stuff that God needs to work on. Isn't he's, that amazing? He's still working on me. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing how he does that though. Yeah. But I now cherish the times in my life where I feel the pain of being chiseled by God because I know that it's the outcome is going to be way better than I ever could imagine. So walking through this hard, hard time, learning to love like Jesus, I... I have story after story of, of times where God revealed himself to me through these children, through these children and teaching me to be more like him when things were hard, when I was tired, when, when I didn't feel love for like these poor kids. It wasn't their fault. And right. yet my own personal feelings and, you know, emotions, learning not to be ruled by just the emotion of the moment, but, but relying on God's faithfulness. And this year actually has been really a cool thing for me. At the beginning of the year, I was just spending some time with the Lord one morning and I was like, all right, God, like, what do you want to teach me this year? You know? And I really felt like the word faithfulness kept coming to mind. And as I thought about it, I thought, wow, like when I look over the past of my life, like I can look back and say, wow, look at how faithful God was, yes. right? Yeah. Like through the hard, hard times, yes. yeah. through the good, good times, yes. the times where I felt like- The mountains the, and the valleys. Yeah, when the it, things the are falling apart. Fun things about that is that as I prayed for this year, the Lord gave me three words. One was faithful, one was wisdom, and the other was alignment. So as we proceed into this new year, he needed me to know that I would need his wisdom that he is faithful and I need to be careful who I align myself with because he has kingdom work for all of us to do that only we can do. 
And I know that he's doing some amazing kingdom work through you. And I know that those years at home, that was part of the sanctification process that made that. So my husband always talks about knife making and how when you make a blade, how you heat it up, it gets really, really hot and and you you hammer on it. (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's what I think those years were for you. And I think those years were for me in very different circumstances, but I can see the the value that it has now and that the refinement that he was doing in me so that he could take me where he wants me to go. And I see that same thing with you. A hundred percent. And when I recognize that word faithful and I know God's faithful, I can look back and see, I really felt like God was speaking to me and saying, I want you to see me being faithful in the moment. Don't wait till you can see the outcome. Because it's easy to look back when you know the outcome and say, wow, you're faithful. But in the moment, and I didn't know what that meant. And then Canadian governments came after us and, and all sorts of, you know, <laughs> so, all sorts of things so, yeah, started So happening. let's shift that conversation just a little bit to talk about Give, Send, Go, because that leads us perfectly into the moment. But before the Canadian government started coming after you, there was a young man who was... Kyle Rittenhouse, who we all know and watched his trial unfold, came to you. And so why don't you just share what happened there? Sure. So just to give a background story for anybody who might not know, Gifts and Go was started about eight years ago by my brother and I and another sibling. We had been sitting around and then you know like with every story the the simplest form of the stories that we're sitting around talking about what you know GoFundMe was out and and starting to be seen everywhere and we're like what a great idea right like people coming together everybody doing a little bit yeah I started my first uh, conference on a Kickstarter exactly what a great idea crowdfunding crowdsourcing yeah and so we said is there any Christian alternatives because this is what Christians should be doing except that we know that financial the raising of funds is definitely needed in, in this life, but it's not the solver of the issues we have. That's right. And so we said, let's build a platform that allows people to fundraise while we get to share the hope that we found in, in Jesus with them. And so we started this platform called Give, Send, Go, and we were walking it out. We saw missions trips and adoptions and medical bills and all the things. People were coming on and raising funds, and we were growing year over year. Well, one morning I woke up and there was our mailbox was full and there was thousands of hate mail and death threats. Oh my goodness. And I said, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like we're the Christian alternative to GoFundMe. Why would people hate us? And we went in and sure enough, there was a campaign started by a young man that soon became a household name, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. And Kyle had come on to Gifts and Go after being deplatformed from every other platform out there, Facebook, GoFundMe, Twitter, like Twitter, every every platform said, no, you don't deserve a voice. You did something really bad, and we're going to be the judge and jury, and we're mm-hmm. going to take you off any platform so you don't have a voice. Well, he came to Gifts and Go simply to raise funds for his legal defense. In America, for those of you who might have forgotten or <laughs> never really thought about it, we have the right to hire the attorney, the best attorney that we can afford, and we have the right to be presumed innocent. Before, Until it's innocent before proven yeah. guilty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so here's a young man. We are all watching on the news. We're all seeing clips all over social media. We see people very passionate about what happened, and 
nobody really knows the whole story. And that's why our judicial system is so important because it at least gets most of the facts to be able to make a judgment. So we said, of course you can raise money for a lawyer on Gifts and Go. We don't believe that only rich people should be able to f to fund an attorney because otherwise that's the alternative, right? Right. So if if you can't fundraise to raise money for an attorney, then you have to be rich. Right. And so we allowed him to raise funds and we started to walk that out and got a lot of hate and a lot of negativity from both sides, from Christians, from, oh, we had a petition to like the Southern Baptist Convention that thousands of people have signed saying gifts and go should not be allowing this campaign. These are Christians. And then we have the other side of people that just were like calling us terrorists and white supremacists and all the, all the things that they like to say when they don't really have a real criticism of you. And so fast forward a year and a half, two years later, and he goes to trial with the best lawyer he could afford. And we always want someone to have the best lawyer so they don't get off. So all the facts get out, right? Like, Absolutely. I don't want someone to say, well, I, I, it's because I had a bad lawyer, right? Yeah. No, like I want you to have the best defense so that when you get charged with a crime, you can't blame it on anything else except your actions. So he went to court and he got found not guilty. Yeah. And everybody said, oh, we're so thankful for Give, Send, Go. We're so thankful you stood behind Kyle Rittenhouse. And we said, oh, wait, wait, wait. We didn't stand behind Kyle Rittenhouse. We didn't know if he was innocent or guilty. We stood behind the premise of innocent until proven guilty and that he had the right to a defense, which are basic fundamental freedoms in our in country. the United States, yes. Yeah. That's right. It's crazy. Yeah. So let's shift the conversation from the United States <laughs> to Canada. So what's going on there and how is Give Sango a, a part of that? Sure. So a couple weeks ago, a campaign came on Give Sango called Adopt a Trucker where somebody was raising money to, for people to be able to like, adopt a trucker on this convoy, this freedom convoy that was going to be going across Canada to make their way to Ottawa to have a word with Justin Trudeau and, and do a protest to let them know that we're sick of mandates, we, we feel like our rights and our freedoms have been violated, and so we want to let our voices heard, be heard. And so that's in, fundamental to any democracy. Right. And so... Adopt a trucker came on, they started raising money and it started getting paid out right away because that's what happens on Give Send Gum. We see a alternative campaign called uh, Freedom Convoy 22 and it, it got started on GoFundMe and we were like, oh my goodness, why did you start on GoFundMe? We know what happens. The, for the last two years we have seen so many campaigns come over to our platform because GoFundMe has censored them because they have taken them down and said no. Our ideological principles are more important than your freedoms, and so we're not going to allow you to use our platform. So when we saw this take place, we're like, what are you doing? Your friend here is raising money on Gifts and Go and already received the money. So sure enough, as we watched it play out, GoFundMe starts, they, you know, they raise $8 million Canadian dollars. GoFundMe starts going, oh, well, we first need to check on some things, and then soon it's against their terms of service, and now they're not going to pay out the money. And instead, and we're just going to redistribute that wealth, right? Yeah, I it was mean, crazy. Like, you can ask for a refund, but if you don't, we'll figure out other charities that we approve of to give it to. And it was just a crazy time. But in all of that, the truckers start, started a campaign also on Give, Send, Go, because they were like, ah, this might not be going well i think they were still hoping that they could get gofundme to release the funds but as it became more and more evident that that wasn't going to happen people came over to give sango to use our platform to donate to these truckers now immediately 
we had over 10 million DDoS attacks. Now a DDoS attack is when hackers or bots log in and throw so much traffic at your server that, that it, it overwhelms it. It. it breaks it. It, it, just breaks say it basically it. gives you a 404 error and um, you can't do anything. You so can't that do anything. happened to you. So 10 million, like just, it just was nonstop. Yeah. So the first 24 hours of this thing, we were mitigating this, this, this attack that we were having on us. We brought in teams, we were having our, uh, we all stayed up all night long just trying to like get the site up every time I went on the site. Now I'm an owner of Gibson Go. I could not get on to the site. Like it just was four or four pages, things like that. We were and for working. those of you who don't know, a 404 page is like forbidden. So you you can't even pull, it, the website won't come up for anyone. Yeah, it can't pull the information from that page. And so it just is like, sorry, this isn't found. We can't find it. And it's because there's so many attacks, attacks. Uh -huh. on, on our database. Yeah. And so we saw real quickly that half the world was on trying to donate to this trucker convoy and half the world was trying to take us down. The next morning, I'd like to say, I would love to say when we woke up, but we didn't ever sleep. When we looked at how much that campaign had processed, despite not being able to get on the site at all, there was over $2 million raised on that campaign. And so we were like, whoa, God, this is all you. Because there is no way that a site that the owners couldn't even get on because there were four or four pages because we were getting so attacked, that it's still enough people were able to get on if they tried enough that they were able to get on and donate over two million dollars in 24 hours wow. to this campaign That's it was amazing. a god moment it was the parting of the red sea it was like this is miraculous this shouldn't have been able to happen and yet it did so i'd love to have that be the exciting end of the story they got the money and everything is great but that unfortunately is not the end of the story no but that's why god gives us those moments so we can hold on to them and we can hold on to hope because their life is full of hills and valleys and mountaintops and i know that y'all are still going through it and and there's a lot more to the story so we could talk more about that but the the point that i want to focus on i think to wrap it up is the amazing experience that you went through and just the sanctification that the Lord, you know, that process when you had those children in your home and raising your children and it's hard, right? It's really hard. And I think those hard times prepared you for the hard that he has you in now. And I think he gives you those moments, those glimmers of hope to know that he is faithful, to know that he is with you. And I know that you might be in a struggle right now. I wrote a Bible study called The Struggle is Real, But So is God. And you are doing good work, my friend. And I just want to praise you for that. And I, that's what I want to leave our listeners with. If you don't know who Heather is, then I want you to know Heather and I want you to go check out Give, Send, Go. Tell me some other like campaigns and things that are on there, because you probably have all kinds of things. We do. Of course, people know the ones that are in the news, but one of the great things about Give, Send, Go, and I remember this back in one of the elections, where I felt like both options were not like great options at the time, and I remember feeling like, oh God, what's happening to our country? And I went on Give, Send, Go one day and I started scrolling through campaigns. And I was reminded over and over again, look at God's still working here. And look at this person in Indiana and what they're doing. Wow, God's still working here. And oh, look at this person in Arkansas. God's still working here. 
and we see that. We see people stepping out and using Gifts and Go as the funding vehicle to do what God has set in front of them to do. One of the greatest things about Gifts and Go that I want to like leave people with, though, that they might not know about Gifts and Go, that how we are different. Besides our fundamental like freedom, we're not going to censor based on our own principles. Give, send, go. If you go into GoFundMe, you're going to see a give now button and a share now button. On Give, send, go, there's a give now button, a share now button, and a pray now button. So you can go to any campaign if you don't have funds to donate at the moment and you just want to let them know you're praying for them. You can click that pray now button and you can let them know, hey, I'm behind you. I'm praying for you. We know that prayer, God said, the Bible says God bends his ear to listen to us. Like yes. he wants yes. to have us talking to him. So we think that's an awesome feature in our mission statement at Gifts and Go is to share the hope of Jesus through crowdfunding. We talk a lot about this in our in our staff meetings and things like that. Like, how do we actually do this? And one of the ways we came up with very early on is that we are actually going to do what we say we believe to actually offer hope to people. And so what we did is we hired a prayer team. So we have people who we pay to pray. And what they do is they call the, every campaign on Gifts and Go and say, hey, I see that you're raising money for your mom's cancer bills. Can I pray with you right now? Mm. And they pray with them on the phone. People are blown away that a big tech company is calling them and <laughs> offering hope in the midst of what often is a hopeless situation. When people find themselves needing fundraising, a lot of times that's it's desperate, right? Desperate. It's desperate. Yeah. That is amazing. And that is beautiful. And that is, I love the way the body of Christ is moving in that. That is so beautiful. Yeah, and it's, you do not have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Democrat or a Republican or a liberal to use Gifts and Go because we know that God loves people. And we're not going to let people's ideology define them to a point where we say, well, we don't like you. We hate you because of what you believe. People are more than what they believe. They are created by God, and God loves them so much that he sacrificed himself. And so we say... I, you can have some of the most crazy ideas in the world, and we're still going to extend love and grace to you because God created you in his image, and he loves you, and he wants you to know the hope that only he can give you. You know, changing a Democrat's pol policies over to Republican policies is not going to change our country. Changing people's hearts toward God is what's going to change our country. And so instead of, yes, we walk it out and we, we do where God, what God's called us, but let's keep our eye on that field that is ready for harvest. Let's look up from our computers and our tablets and our iPhones that we're staring at all day and arguing on all day. And let's look at the people that God puts right in front of us saying, listen, I have this person that I'm letting you bump into at the grocery store and they're crying and you could reach into their situation and say, hey, are you okay? Can I pray with you right now? Look for those opportunities. He wants to use us to share his hope with the world. Ooh, mic drop there, baby. All right, Heather, you can preach, girl. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the By His Grace podcast. That was an amazing conclusion to our show. I thank you so much for the work that you are doing, and y'all go check out Give, Send, Go. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>